Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. All you need to know about what markets are talking about wrapped up neatly for you in a couple of minutes here on Market View. Asia Pacific shares are mixed this morning following a night of consolidation on Wall Street. Tokyo is off more than one third of a percent. Sydney is in the red as well. But Seoul is trading higher. Traders will have their eye on Tencent. When the markets open in Hong Kong today, the Chinese tech giant's profit surged more than 80 percent. Remember, it's a clue that for today's Market View game show of Up or Down. It's coming up in just a while. But joining me now is Ryan Huang. Ryan, it's your favorite day of the week. (laughs) Happy Friday, Michelle. And same to you. The Trump administration may be on the way out the door, but it's certainly not going quietly. I'm not even referring to court cases challenging election results or its refusal to authorize transition funding to Joe Biden's team. Nope. This morning, I'm looking at the latest salvo that the Trump administration has fired at China. It's banning investment in more than 30 countries that it says are aiding China's military. So, Ryan, who is on the list? Okay, we've got a long list and I'm just going to run through a couple of names. You've got a familiar suspects like Huawei. You've got uh, tech companies like Inspire Growth. Also, China Mobile and China Telecom. In fact, overnight trading saw them down uh, by around... 4% for China Mobile and China Telecom was down 5.3%. So that already is seeing some impact on the share prices, at least in the near term for these Chinese stocks. And I think in the course of the day, as the trading unfolds, you have to look at the ecosystem of vendors, supply chains involved with these um, companies because this could have a ripple effect down downstream across the value chain. So something that could threaten the likes of construction companies, aerospace companies, and tech companies in China. So it is quite, I guess, a, a bit of a risk to look out for in the next 10 weeks or so. What Donald Trump might be doing in his last days in office, will he be signing more executive orders? Will he be firing more people, especially those who have um, crossed him on his campaign trail? And also... Any pardons? Uh, there's now talk that he might pardon some of his allies um, from any of the legal disputes right now, and even preemptively pardoning his family members or himself. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, indeed. So the Trump administration aggressively trying to crimp uh, what's perceived as China's China's attempt at global dominance. While the US is putting up barriers between its economy and China, Asia-Pacific countries, including Singapore, are about to sign a deal that does just the opposite. The 15-country Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership will create a free trade zone that spans ASEAN, China, Japan, Australia and New Zealand. And the deal is set to be signed Sunday. So Ryan, how does the RCEP, as it's being called, compare to the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement that was scuttled four years ago? All right, we've got the RCEP in focus because this has um, been, well, one step closer to the finishing line because this has been in the making for at least eight years. And we might get it signed this Sunday going by the expectations. And just to put it in context with what how this compares with the TPP. So Mm -hmm. RCEP is covering around 15 countries and this includes the 10-member ASEAN states or countries, including Singapore, of course, plus China, Japan and South Korea, Australia and New Zealand. So that is accounting for nearly half of the world's population and about one-third of global GDP. So this is the world's largest free trade agreement. At one stage, India was very close to be 
being a part of this, but they pulled out at the last minute, but they could come back down the road. So that is, I guess, in a way, more Chinese, I guess, uh, led. So if you look at what TPP was trying to achieve, it was more North American led with the US part of it. But of course, the US pulled out when Donald Trump was in office in his first few weeks. So that is, I guess, a big question mark. If the RCEP now is going to be signed, this will mean China's um, influence and dominance in the region is going to be up a notch. But the US now, potentially Biden in office in the coming few years, what is he going to do about that if he wants to engage the region? And this is Southeast Asia, the, in a way, engine of growth for years to come because you've got a young population and, and also growth in many countries here. So how does the US want to engage ASEAN? And the TPP was actually Biden's uh, and Barack Obama's project where he pushed for this to happen. So maybe we could see the P- TPP and the US come back in some way. Mm. So this could be, of course, all part of the counterbalancing of um, China's influence in the region. Absolutely. It's all about the swinging of that pendulum. Will the RCEP then change the regional dynamic in favour of China? Many say that depends on the US's reaction or response. So remember, RCEP aims to reduce tariffs, strengthen supply chains with common rules of origin, codify new e-commerce rules, and it's set to be signed at the ASEAN Summit Sunday, which is, by the way, being hosted virtually by Vietnam. Let's turn to corporate news now. There are a slew of results out. Let's do this game show style, Ryan. I'll name a company and you tell us if results are up or down. Are you ready? Alright, I'll try my best. Walt Disney Company. Alright, so that is down. In fact, it had another quarterly loss and it is its first annual loss in nearly 40 years. Absolutely right. On the positive side, its streaming service, Disney Plus, smash expectations for new subscriber growth, right? Mm. Still can't get it here, right, Ryan? No, I'm afraid not. So... Maybe down the road, but we've got Netflix, so it is going to be quite a crowded market. How many streaming services do you need? That's a question I ask myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, Tencent. All right, so on the back of COVID-19, people staying at home, playing at home. We've got mobile games really driving growth at Tencent. And you've got an 89% rise in quarterly profit, so it's up. Wow, up. You're right. Advertising growth and strong performance by its flagship game. Have you tried this? It's called Honor of Kings. Not yet, maybe down the road when I have a bit more time. Yeah, apparently Honor of Kings has uh, been part of that 89% jump in quarterly profits for Tencent. It is so popular. Next up, the software and analytics company Palantir. Yeah, Palantir is one of those companies that have been in the news for the wrong reasons because they are a bit of a data analytics company servicing intelligence agencies, so spy agencies, the CIA, etc. So... It is their first result since being listed. So you've got it um, actually up. So revenue was better than expected at $289 million. Absolutely right. Palantir, that mysterious company, as you mentioned, reporting revenue growth of more than 50%, but its share price plunged nearly 9% overnight because the company lost uh, nearly it's still n- making losses. $900,000 US dollars in the last quarter. That is significant. Next up, Cisco. Cisco shares jumped by as much as 9.6%, and this is mm. off the back of beating analyst expectations. So good news for Cisco investors, I guess. There is um, some bright spots in this business. Yeah, always tricky, this, this up or down. Cisco's revenue, though, dropped for the fourth straight quarter. 
but it did better than expectations. Mm. So investors did bid up Cisco shares more than 7% in after-hours trade. All right, two more, and these are not corporate earnings, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. Jobs on Singapore's Jurong Island. Yeah, so this has been quite the um, discussion or conversation in the past few weeks. We've mm. got two big companies cutting jobs on Jurong Island. So it's down. We've got US oil giant Chevron saying they will cut at least 10% of jobs there. And this is after Shell announced it will cut 500 jobs here. Of course, this on the back of a slump in oil prices and, of course, COVID-19 putting a dampener in on demand. So that means you know, less need for refining oil. And also, the energy giants are making a big shift from fossil fuels to renewables. Wow. All right, last one, the number of global air routes. Okay, so that is down as well because we don't travel as much these days. So that means some of the airlines have gone bust. People don't really need to travel from point A to point B as much. So it is down by one third wow. the number of air routes around the world. Lost to COVID. One third, that's huge. Before we check in on markets, I want to quickly look at two aviation stories that did catch my eye this morning. Firstly, Singapore Airlines. It's set to raise $850 million in new financing, right? Yeah, so another round of raising liquidity for you know, a real tough time. So all in, it's already raised around $11.3 billion. And this was through the uh, rights offering and loans. And it already cut 20% of its workforce. But it wants to raise more liquidity. And this is through convertible bonds, the sale of um, bonds to the tune of $850 million. So this will be used for servicing its debt, operating cash flow and KPAC. So it is going to be quite a tough time and I think uh, it has done well to manage it because its burn rate is down from $350 million to now under $300 million a month. So that was uh, still not out of the woods yet, but there are some signs that, you know, if you have a travel, travel bubble with Hong Kong coming up, mm. maybe after ASEAN summit is over, you might get a travel corridor in ASEAN. So maybe some bright spots to look forward to. Now, while SQ is largely using money to cover costs, one Indian airline is going on a buying spree. Tell us more. Okay, so this is Indigo, India's biggest airline. So we are talking about 150 new Airbus a320s so wow it is really bucking the trend and i guess going contrarian expand while others are down to capture market share yeah yeah absolutely 10 billion dollar pandemic shopping spree that airline is going on all right before we finish up let's check in with local stocks the straits times index finished flat yesterday at 2711 it's been quite a good month for the sti up nearly 12 percent since the start of the month how's it doing this morning yeah it is it was flat but it was slightly underwater by 0.05 percent so that snaps a three-day winning streak and if you look at what's happening so far this morning we inherited a rather weak lead from Wall Street where we saw stocks down by 1%. And that's over worries about how there could be a second or third wave of COVID-19. Infections are going up in the US especially. So that is weighing on markets across Asia. We've got the STI now hugging the 2,700 mark. is down by 0.4%. So that is seeing some support there for now. And if you look at some of the top names, um, in the earlier part of the week, we had the Pfizer good news lifting cyclicals and value stocks. 
that rotation away from tech, but that has kind of reversed. Uh, the big names in value and cyclicals are the biggest losers overnight. That includes the banks. So let's zoom in on DBS. It is down so far by 0.4%. UOB is down by 0.5% and OCBC down by 0.4% as well. And if you look at SIA, we were talking about it earlier, it's down by 2.8% so far off the back of its uh, announcement that it is going to raise $850 million through a convertible bonds offering. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View. I'll continue to track 10 cent shares for you this morning. Moment Hong Kong opens. Uh, I have the latest share price for you because 10 cent is reporting a jump of nearly 90% in quarterly profits. More details coming up on the show. Stay with me right here on your money. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.